At Gates, we are passionate about the Word of God. We hope the message you are about to listen to empowers you today. God is good to us today. Good to us. Well, the theme of our Word First Conference this year is entitled, The Commanded Blessing. The Commanded Blessing. And I'm going to start out with a few things, kind of a little foundation concerning what I'm going to share next Sunday during Word First Conference. But we're talking about the commanded blessing. And you know, I want to say a few things just about God and, and His Word. And God's been showing me a lot and, I, and just about the revelation of His Word and, and that Word becoming real to a person. And um, there's, a, there's a passage of Scripture, if you, don't, um, if you don't see Scriptures on the board and today it's because we had a new download of software and for some reason, it doesn't want to work like it's supposed to. It will work, but if you don't see scriptures up there, that's the reason why. Amen. Thank God for our our uh, production team back there that does a great job, and they're working on all those kind of things, and takes a, takes a lot to get all that stuff lined up and working. But um, as a passage of scripture, God showed me and has kept me on most of the year. About March, I saw it as I was reading my proverb of the day um, in the Passion Translation. And the verse of Scripture was Proverbs 16.31, and it says, Old age with wisdom will crown you with dignity and honor. For it takes a lifetime of righteousness to acquire it. It takes a lifetime of doing what's right to acquire the dignity and honor that comes from the wisdom of God's Word. It takes a lifetime of developing it. A lifetime. Everybody say a lifetime. lifetime. And, and, And... One of the things that's interesting about the church and the kingdom of God, at least from our perspective here and many that think the same way that we do, not everybody thinks like we do, but um, God is never in a hurry. He's never been in a hurry, ever. Um, Because the time that you have on planet earth is just a very, very, very short period of time when you consider all of eternity. Just kind of almost like, you know, a pit stop for a F1 car. I mean, 35 seconds is too long for a pit stop for an F1 car in a pit. But this life is, in, in, in comparison, it's just like a pit stop. And um, what God wants is for us to get what He wants us to get, the revelation He wants us to acquire. 
He wants that to be downloaded in us so that when we cross over from here to there, we have what we need to take up what we continue to do because we're not, we're not living this life and just trying to drudge through it and just try to make it and then show up on the other side and go, oh, I finally made it. No, He wants us rejoicing to the other side because of the revelation that we acquire day to day. I'm going to read that verse to you again. Old age, what's old? Not me. Sarah said, not her. Hmm. What's, what's old? Yeah, but that's still not old, right? Methuselah was, what, nine-something? <laughs> that's old. <laughs> but the life we live here in this dispensation of time, He wants us to get inside of us who He is, who we are in Him, and what He has for us. And He wants us to live in that. And it takes a while to develop and to acquire that. I was reading a marriage book that I go over periodically, once a year or whatever, and, and in this marriage book, I was reading this, and I've read it I don't know how many times, but, but I, I saw this in this marriage book, and I thought, I don't know that he, uh, where, where did this book come from? It's like I've read this a bunch of times, but it's like I didn't see it in here before, but now I really saw it. And he made the point, he said, when, when a couple gets married, they become, the, the two become one, the Bible says. The, the, the two become one flesh. And he said, in the, in the book, he said, so, so much of the time, in, in most cases, and he said himself included, because he's been at it for a while, he said, I don't believe that people really understand the totality of one flesh till they've been married for 50 years. <laughs> and I probably read that times before and thought, nah, that's, that's stupid. But man, when I read it this time, I thought, man, that is so right. So you go through your life and, yeah, we're one flesh and we're this or we're whatever, but but really understanding the totality of it, you've got, to, you've got to deal with things. You've got to go through things. You've got to prove the Word. You've got to see the Word be proven time and time and time again. And you can't quit. And if you quit, well, you get back up, keep moving, you, you go again. But when you quit, the Bible says you don't reap. But if you don't quit, no matter how difficult it is, and, you know, I mean... When you're walking in the things of God, there's a lot of time in your life when it isn't pretty. People walk around and think that, you know, you're a Christian and everything ought to be in line and all your ducks in a row. No, a lot of times your ducks have been shot. (laughs) And they're laid over. And it ain't good. It doesn't look good. But thank God for His mercy. Thank God for His grace. Thank God for His empowerment. Thank God for the authority that He's given us. And thank God for His Word and what He's teaching us. But it takes time to get it down on the inside of you. It takes time. Where are you going to go? Where else is there to go? 
You're going to be in the Word for a while, and then you're going to vacate that and go do something else? What? Man, when you start tasting of the good things of God's Word and the truth behind His Word, there's nothing that compares. There's a lot of things that have a lot less persecution with them. So if, if that's better for you, whatever. But nothing produces the results. Nothing in this life produces the results like God's work. And we just can't quit. So what I'm talking about today is the commanded blessing. And Deuteronomy 28.8 says it this way. The Lord will command the blessing on you. The Lord will command the blessing on you. In your storehouses... In all to which you set your hand, and He will bless you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. And and, and I want to tell you what this verse doesn't say. I want to tell you what the word blessing doesn't have. doesn't have an S on the end of it. We're not talking about blessings. We're talking about the blessing. The Lord will command the blessing on you in everything that you do. Okay, well, Pastor, what's the blessing? We're getting there. Deuteronomy 30 and verse 19. I call heaven and earth as witnessed against you, uh, a witness to you. I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you that I have set before you Life and death, blessing and cursing. So, life goes with blessing, death goes with cursing. Therefore, if you feel like it, consider it for a while, you know, reason over it, and kind of decide, and if you hadn't found anything better, choose the blessing. Mm -mm. Therefore, he said, Choose life, which is the blessing, that both you and your descendants will live. The blessing isn't just about you, it's about your descendants. When I change and I begin to get revelation about how to stand for and pray for and believe for the, the, the generations that are before me and even farther ahead of me, when I learn to understand how to do that, then the blessing doesn't just benefit me, it benefits all the rest of me and everybody connected with me and you. Can you say amen? Genesis 1 and verse 26, God made everything and then He comes to making man. Verse 26, then God said, let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in His own image. In the image of God, He created him. What's His image? He is spirit. He created a spirit. We live in a physical body, but we're a spirit. We're created in the image of God. He 
He formed us and created us. We've been made in His image. We're spirit. And notice what He said. So God created man in His own image. In the image of God, He created him. Male and female, He created them. Then God did what? Blessed them. He blessed them. Look at verse 31. God blessed them, and then God saw everything that he made, and indeed it was very what? Good. So the evening and the morning were the sixth day. So I want to look at this word blessing for a moment, and I want to define it. I'm going to spend a little time defining what the blessing is. The Bible says that God created you before the foundation of the world. What what does that mean? Before Adam and Eve, before this right here, God already had His plan for you. Four times in the New Testament, it says, before the foundation of the world. Before the foundation of the world, God made us and created us, had a plan. I say it like this. There was a board meeting before the foundation of the world. It was Father it was Word, and it was Holy Spirit. And the three that are one had a board meeting and created everything. During the Christmas time, we talked about how God, in that board meeting, created our redemption. The redemption plan was set up before anything happened, before Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, before they were even thought about. God had your and my redemption plan set up. Everything was in order. God is a God of order. And in what God set up for us, He then created us and He blessed us. So God's plan for your life is the blessing that He blessed Adam with in the beginning, Adam and Eve with, He blessed them. He created them male and female, and He blessed them. And so God created for your life blessing. That's the environment that you were birthed into, even though you were, the Bible says you were born and birthed into a sin nature and consciousness that's out there. He made you, and you were born into a plan And the deal is that so many people don't find the plan. See, the plan was the plan is not something you labor for, the plan is something you get from him. He already had it set up. And it was for you to be blessed. And when he made you and me, he said it was good. Look at your neighbor and say, you good. You good. Amen? You and I are good. He made us good. So, several just short phrases or anacronyms or, no, I mean, uh, not anacronyms, uh, synonyms for the word blessing. Um, Blessing is God's favor. And with God's favor is God's protection. And with His 
protection is his prosperity. And a word that is a synonym of this word in the Hebrew is the word good. When God said, and it's good what I made in man, He said, it's blessed. God didn't make Adam and Eve and then you were just a mistake. God made Adam and Eve and it's been going ever since. And every person ever born was born blessed. God doesn't make a mistake. Yeah, but Pastor, you know, I, I know this guy, or I know this thing, or this person, or this situation, or what about this thing here, or what about, you know, Adolf Hitler, or what about the, what, this, that, and the other? No, no, no. Every human being was born blessed. And the scripture I read to you earlier is, it takes a lifetime of righteousness to be crowned with the honor and the glory that goes with the blessing of the Lord. See, we we deserve no glory. We deserve nothing. What we have is because of how great He is and everything that He did, right? But I'm telling you up front today, I don't care how you feel today. I don't care how things look like in certain areas. See, you know, you could go down a list here and One person could be okay, say, financially. The next person struggling physically. The next person struggling in a relationship. Next person struggling in a marriage. Next person's this or that. You could go down the list and everybody's got something. I mean, you know, sometimes you feel like you got five things. But I don't care how it looks. I don't care what it appears like. You are blessed. You are favored, you're protected, you're already prosperous. The word prosperity, the first part of, you know, I mean, I I look in a bunch of different types of dictionaries, but one main word, one word that is in the word prosperity more than anything else is the word peace. And I'll just tell you this, if you think prosperity has to do with, a, with monetary, I mean it does, but if you, th- that, you think that's all it has to do with, man, you can know real quick, you can have stuff and have no peace and you have nothing. I'll say it again. I'll say it to anybody. I'll, I'll say it to whoever. You can have stuff. You have no peace. You have nothing. True prosperity starts with peace. You know what Jesus said? (laughs) He said it because he was in the board meeting before the foundation of the world when the blessing was set up. And this is what he said. He said, peace I give to you. He told his disciples before his crucifixion. He said, peace I give to you. My peace I leave with you. His peace and prosperity, and protection, and goodness is mine. 
It's not something that I'm going to acquire someday. It's it's mine now. I don't care what I feel like. I don't care if, if things are disrupted in the natural. No, His peace belongs to me. His prosperity belongs to me because it's part of the blessing that is mine. I was created for the blessing. And I want you to think about, I want you to think about blessing this way. There's a passage of Scripture that says, we were created to be blessed, to be a blessing. But there's something, if you go look at this verse, there's something a little bit off on that. Because um, Proverbs 10.22 in the Amplified says this, The blessing of the Lord, it makes truly rich. Everybody say rich. See, God's plan for your life is rich. And you got to be good with rich. But you got to understand what rich means in the kingdom of God. And it means rich. But it means so much more. Watch this. He said it makes truly rich and he adds no sorrow with it. Neither does toiling on your part increase it. Here's the thing about the blessing. The blessing, it, it, it's, uh, and we'll talk a little bit more about it next Sunday too, and, and even probably the, the Sunday after that. I'll probably have three messages on this, and, and we'll talk a little bit more about it. But the blessing, the blessing is a position. Like if you were, if you were born to royalty of some kind, so you're born, and you're born into that royalty, and somebody who would be, say, heir to the British throne, and they're born, and they're just a little bitty baby, yet they're heir to the throne, right? And, and yet, they're not going to be in that authority actually operating in it until they come to a place of accountability. You and I were birthed into royalty, we're the blessing The blessing of God is on our lives. We are blessed people because we're created in His image, but we have to come to a place of maturity to be able to receive it. And if you don't come to that place of authority and and maturity, then you you can live your whole life, go to the grave, and never experience what the blessing produces. Listen, to acquire that, if it was easy, everybody would do it. Because everybody loves easy. But there's a lot involved in acquiring the revelation of the blessing. The blessing... Part of that definition is prosperity, it's peace, and it's joy, and it's advancement, and it's thriving, and it's sufficient in every way. But going back to what I said about the blessing, to be blessed, to be a blessing, yet no toiling on your part is going to make the blessing be stronger or better. So, 
It's not me toiling to be blessed, to be a blessing. It's me learning how to receive it and learn to be obedient to what He tells me to do. Then I'm blessed to be a blessing. And if you don't think there's a difference, you're deceived. Because there's a huge difference. Acquiring monetary possessions in this life is not the key to success. The key to success is speaking revelation words of knowledge and changing the way that you think so that you can operate in this, in this earth, in this world, in the kingdom of God. Think the way He does and act the way He does and operate the way that He does. That's the key to true success in the earth. Listen, God made it all. He knows everything about everything like nobody else does. You, you, you read, just, just read the Bible. I mean, there's other accounts of things that talk about heaven and what, what is in heaven, but just reading the Bible talking about heaven. I mean, heaven has, has like seas of glass, has streets of gold, has massive doors that are one pearl. Think about the shell that thing came out of. Huh? <laughs> massive. There's no end to the riches, if you want to call it that, the wealth that there is in heaven. But the wealth is just God's way of operating. It's the way He thinks. You understand? And, and, and He's not trying to acquire something like that. He is that. And we've been created to be blessed with that, but we've got to understand how that operates and how to operate in it His way so that we can be blessed His way to be a blessing. And I promise you, the earth is waiting on that right now. All the conniving going on out there, all the cheating, all the lying, all the stealing, all the, you know, one guy scratching the next guy's back in a dishonest, ungodly way, you know, all of that kind of mess that's going on. You, you, you just, you, you have to purpose as you're living in the kingdom of God. We live on this earth. We have to obey the laws of the land and the government and the things that are out there. We have to do those things because the Bible tells us to. But even though we live in this world, I ain't of this world. That's bad English, but I'm just telling you that's the way it is. I ain't of this world. Amen? And I'm busy building the kingdom of God and allowing the kingdom of God and the influence of the kingdom of God to affect the world at least the world that I'm in, and the world around me. Kingdom of God produces those kind of things. And it comes from what we're talking right here about the blessing. How do you, how do you acquire the revelation of the blessing? How do you acquire it? Well, we'll talk more about this, but I'm just going to give you one passage that has helped me immensely through the years, and it's found in 1 Corinthians 11 and verse 28. <clears throat> and this is the passage we always use where Paul remembers the Last Supper of the Lord Jesus Christ about the body and the blood of Jesus. And in verse 28, he says this, 
But he said, let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup, for he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason, many are weak, sick among you, and many sleep, powerless. Weak, powerless, sick, and many sleep. In other words, that sleeping there is death. Many go to the grave prematurely. Why? Not discerning the Lord's body. What does that have to do with the blessing? Okay, glad you asked. The blessing is the place that God has set up for you and I to live and operate in. And that blessing, that empowerment to prosper, to advance, to walk in peace, to to, um, some of the other words that I used in that were advancement, uh, the protection, the favor, living in the favor of God. All of those things combined and many more are the way that He set it up for you and I to operate in the earth knowing, knowing that the earth would have great resistance to the blessing. And He knew that. And when Jesus came for 4,000 years from the time Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, for 4,000 years until Jesus, humanity was in a rough place. There were all kinds of sacrifices that had to be made for people's lives because of the sin in their lives, their disobedience, not knowing and understanding about the things of God because of what Adam and Eve lost in the garden. Jesus brought that back, but what He brought back was this position of the blessing. And when we don't discern His body and blood and what that accomplished, then we're we're not able to discern the body of Jesus Christ in the earth. Who's the body of Jesus now? The church. Say, me. I'm the body. I'm a part. And we all make up the body of Jesus Christ. We're not Him. We're not the deity. And there's not a one of us that that have that on our own. That's why we have to be connected to one another. He set it up that way. But not discerning the body of Jesus Christ, the blood and the body that was tortured and beaten and the sacrifice that was made, not discerning that, not understanding that. But once you understand that, then you have to realize that was for me. It was for you. Right? And what it was for is to bring us back to this placement of living and operating from the blessing of God, from the prosperity of God, from the peace of God, the protection of God, the faith of God, the, the, the goodness of God, the everything of God. That's what it brought us back to. And when we don't discern that we have that, we remain weak, powerless, sick, and direly deaths. Premature deaths. 
Why? Because we're not exercising the authority. The devil's not going to back off and just let you, you know, just kind of tiptoe through the tulips into heaven. Well, he's saved, so we got to leave him alone. You're saved. He's coming after you. But he's defeated. You realize what, he, you realize what the devil comes after people with? He comes after them with lies. See, but, but people don't know their lies. See, if you've done something wrong in your life and you're carrying the baggage of your worthless scumbag, man, he's going to remind you of that all the time. So will people used by him, especially if they want to get advantage of you. But God's Word says you were forgiven before you screwed up. You were forgiven from the beginning, from the, before the foundation of the world. He's empowered you and I to not only know we're forgiven, but to live forgiven and to cast everything back. He said, one thing, Paul said, one thing I do, forgetting what's behind, I'm pressing toward the mark of the high calling that there is in Christ Jesus, and it's the place of this blessing. That's the mark. He has blessed us. I, I don't care where you were born. I don't care what culture you were born in. I don't care what the color of your skin is. There's only two race of people in the earth. Only two. Saved and those who are getting saved. <laughs> because Jesus doesn't desire that any perish but all come to the saving knowledge. And I'll just tell you this. People are not going to want your God if you're not living in the blessing. They're not going to want Him. Because if you're not in the blessing and you're toiling, then you're going to kind of smell like religion. Something man-made. You know, when you're toiling and you're a person, you stink. Hmm? I mean, am I the only one that smells when I'm working outside and sweating? You stink. But when you're not toiling and you're living in the blessing of the Lord, there's no order, odor. There's no odor at all. There's the sweet smelling freshness and fragrance of the presence of God. And that's what people want. People want you living and operating in the blessing. And how do we get there? By correctly judging our hearts in how we're judging who we are in the body of Christ. Ephesians 1 says, the church is His body and the fullness of Him fills all of us. And when we know that and we discern that correctly, there's no end to it. There's absolutely no end to what can be accomplished in the earth when you and I are living and operating in the blessing. You know, when, when you preach something like this, um, some of you understand what I'm talking about today, but sometimes this kind of just maybe, I'm not saying that you're stupid, you're ignorant. I'm just saying if you've not heard this before, and I've spent much time, God's been speaking this to me all year long, speaking this about. So, so what I'm sharing with you today, it doesn't mean that you're grabbing every little thing that I'm saying, and, and it just usually doesn't work that way. 
But I can't tell you how important it is to know you were created from the blessing. To be blessed. To be a blessing. And the blessing is all the things and so much more that I talked about in these definitions today. And and when you're operating in that, your life is truly blessed. The people around you are blessed. The people that, that you're connected with, your family, the, every, your friends, the people that are closest to you, they're blessed because you're living and operating in that blessing. That's where God intended for you and I to live. Second Timothy 2 and, just, and verse 1, and I'm going to read it out of the NIV. <clears throat> Paul told Timothy this, he said, I urge then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all people, kings and all those in authority, that we may live a peaceful, a what? A peaceful, what kind of, what kind of life is that? A life of blessing. Because... One of the definitions or, or, or one of the synonyms of blessing is prosperity. And the number one word in the word prosperity, the number one synonym for, for the word prosperity is peace. Peace. He said, watch this, <clears throat> that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. And then he says this, this is good, this is what? Good, which is blessed. This is blessed. To live your life where you're not about yourself as much as you are about praying for all the people in your world and learning how to do that as we teach that around here how to pray for other people and realize the benefit. And he said, <clears throat> he said, this is good and it pleases who? Jesus. God our Savior. It pleases Jesus. It's the fulfillment of what He came to redeem us from and into. Redeem us from the curses And translate us into the blessing of God that no devil in hell, no person on the planet can stop the blessing of God when a human being comes to that place where they're living there. But watch this. Here is your ultimate purpose. And it has to become that in your life. Your ultimate purpose for the rest of your life. Jesus, who wants all people to be saved. Who? How many? Everybody. 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 And. And. Everybody. To come to the knowledge of the truth. First and foremost about the blessing and the truth about everything else in His Word. 
What pleases Jesus is that we live in the blessing, peace. And he said, this is good and it's blessed when we live this way. And he said, so that you can live your life, whatever you do, whatever your vocation is, whatever your, 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 your desires are and the things that God gives you, and he brings those things to pass, that all along the way, your first and foremost position in life is to see all people around you saved and all people around you coming to the knowledge of the truth. So I don't care what you do. I don't care where you live. I don't care the people that you come in contact with. God wants you to be aware of that, but you'll never be aware of the people around you if you're not living in the blessing. And that's what I want to reiterate this morning to you again. The blessing is a placement for all of Christianity. He's already blessed you. He's already empowered you. He's already prospered you. He's already advanced you. He's already given you His peace. All of it. It's yours for the taking. But you have to receive it. And to do that, you must discern the beaten and tortured and sacrificial lamb that Jesus Christ was in the flesh. You must accept the fact that He did that for you spiritually also. And you must accept the fact that now you are His hands, His feet, His mouth, His life in the earth. You and I together. We make up now the body of Jesus Christ. And if you don't discern that correctly, you won't live in the blessing. Can you say amen? I'm going to end with this verse. <clears throat> I just love this verse. Whew. I love this verse. And it's real short. Nine words. You may read it. <laughs> Psalm 119 and verse 89. Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Forever. Everything I just preached to you is reason I, I, I don't just tell you stories, I preach the word. Everything I just preached to you today about the blessing of the Lord, it's settled in heaven. It's already settled. It's been settled. <laughs> Woo! It's already settled. It's done. So, for you and me, we just need to walk around declaring, this won't hurt you, won't put something bad on your life, declaring, I'm blessed. I am blessed. I'm blessed. I don't care what I've done, I'm blessed. I don't care mistakes I've made, I'm blessed. I am blessed. He blessed me. 
right? He blessed me. Before the foundation of the world, he set the blessing up, and he saw me standing in it. I want to be, I want it to be like I'm barefoot, and there's the blessing, and it's a pair of shoes. And there's no shoestrings to it. They don't untie where you trip over them. But, but I, I want to step into those, and they're like, they're like concrete. And all of a sudden, they, they, they mold around your foot, and, and, and they're stuck to your foot. But there's no weight to them. <laughs> they're light. And I want, I, I want to live in that. I, I don't want to get out of them. I don't want to take them off at night. I want to, li- I want to sleep in them. I'm blessed. Say it. Say it, I'm blessed. The blessing of the Lord is on our lives. It makes us rich. It makes us free. It protects us. It empowers us. It enhances us. It directs us. It, 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 it just it does everything. So what I need is I need to know what the Word says, and then I need to be able to hear from the Holy Spirit what the Word means. You can read what the Word says. Only the Holy Spirit is the true teacher that will reveal to you what it really means to you. So take everything that I spoke to you today, receive it, receive what I said, and then go and, and prove it in your, in your life to yourself. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, we invite you to share it with someone in your life. We would love for you to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also download our app and stay connected to Gates and access to the Word of God anytime you need it. We are believing that the seed of today's Word is going deep in your heart and that you always remember God is more than enough in every situation of your life.